Hello, good evening. Welcome back to a new episode of Section 312. It's your three favorite people from Section 312. Who's the other guy? Q, that guy? Oh, yeah, he's out in Tahiti again. We don't know when he's going to be back, um, but he's out uh, doing Quentin things. Uh, but your three favorite people are here. It's Matt, it's Vance, it's me, Jeremy Steen. We're here with you for some exciting sports topics. Baseball is obviously uh, in the American League Championship Series. The NBA came to a halt. Uh, boring, in my opinion, that LeBron won. But we'll talk about LeBron a little bit. Uh, we got the Ball Guy of the Week, a bunch of segments. We're going to introduce a new trivia segment called Name That Dude. We're going to test Vance and Matt's football knowledge. Should be fun. And you can answer at home as well. I know Matt's excited. I'm excited. But before we get into all of that fun stuff, just a reminder, this show is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Enter our code SEC312 when you sign up to get an instant match on your first deposit up to $10. Find them in the App Store today. That is Thrive Fantasy. So we're going to get right into NFL, of course. This was an interesting week where we had... Tuesday night football. We had Thursday night football. We had Sunday football, Sunday night football, two Monday games, and a Tuesday game. Who plays or one Monday game? I'm thinking of next week now already. There's two Monday night games. Shit's crazy, boys. Shit's crazy. Hopefully everyone is staying safe out there. It seems like COVID starting to kind of ramp back up again. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but like Tennessee, Florida a little bit now. Like it seems like COVID's starting to rear its head again be like hey you forgot about me assholes yeah i'm still here so hopefully everyone is still staying safe out there but um so this week in football was absolutely wild and we're gonna start with the bears of course somehow some way they continue to find ways to win they took down old man brady for the first time ever the bears beat tom brady thursday night football in a interesting little game but the Bears are now 4-1. and one. They're facing Carolina this week, which on paper should be a good matchup for the Bears, other than the fact that Christian McCaffrey may or may not play. He's talking about trying to come back. If you're Carolina, I think you hold him off until he's absolutely 100% healthy. They're doing just fine without him. Um, no practice but, today. Right. But where do, we, where do we like the Bears on a scale of – Four and one to, you know, on a scale of confidence level being good, bad, heading into the next week here, facing the Panthers, Teddy Two Gloves, Mike Davis, where do we like the Bears' odds this week? I like them. I like them a lot. Um, you know, I was the guy last week that was kind of like, hey, you know, don't jump off a ledge yet. It's one game with the Colts game. And then this game went about the way I thought it would, a little bit defensive struggle. Um, you know, just things like that. But it was very uh, interesting with the whole Tom Brady not knowing what down it was at the end of the game. I feel like it kind of let them off the hook in a sense. Like, all of a sudden, then it was like, oh, well, they just messed it. Like, Bears are lucky. Oh, they just screwed up. And it's like, well, that's a very unusual thing to happen. I mean, I don't think it's all luck. They made some good defensive plays at the end of the first half and at the end of the game, you know, to, to get them a win. And that's what you're looking for for this team. They're going to have to win games through defense. They're not going to win them with, with their offense. So, you know, I think it, it was kind of the, the type of win you got to expect, especially when they play better teams. That Like, if they're going to win, they're going to play good defense and hold it down that way. They're not going to light you up and, and hang 40. What I liked was that the defensive line got to Brady more than we've – I think we've – I don't know if we've ever seen Tom Brady under that much stress 
in his life other than maybe when he's picking out his outfits like at home. Maybe I mean, maybe that's it. But like in an actual football game, when have we ever seen him under that much pressure? And that was that was my biggest concern heading into the year about everyone jumping on the, the Tampa Bay bandwagon going, oh, they're winning the Super Bowl automatically. I'm like, you have to have these pieces in place. Like you can't just you can't just insert Tom Brady to any team and he's gonna be good. Because this is what happens. You insert him to a team like Tampa Bay with no offensive line and the receiving core is banged up. And this is what you get. But the Bears, I thought, yeah, I thought they looked good. I know Q, it was funny, was he, in our little group chat, kept talking about the Bears' defense being being horrendous, you know, giving up all – He gets mad every time they give up 20 yards. Well, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 were, the, were the Buccaneers in the red zone a lot? Yes. Is that a problem? Sure. But on the flip side, all most of those 19 points were field goals. So as a, as a Bears fan – I'm okay with them just giving up field calls. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, like I mean, them. I don't like. At least the defense shows up in the red zone. Like that is the most important place for the defense to show out. If you can just give up field goals, especially to a Tom Brady team, if you can just give up field goals, I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, the simple way to look at it is, you know, points over yards. So if I can hold up, hold them from scoring points. I don't really care about my yards, you know. It's all at the end of the day, it's about points and where we end up on the scoreboard. So I'll give up 400 yards to give up 19 points, exactly. you know, and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I just think people don't quite get that yet, or they don't, you know, understand it's more about the points and the yards. Right, because you get like any team can be flashy. I mean, the Jets can have a 75-yard touchdown if they want, or you know, I mean, any team can have a flashy play. But we like the Bears' chances going into going into next week's game. And for my fantasy's sake, hopefully Mike Davis still plays and not Christian McCaffrey. That is lovely. Uh, so big, big running back news as well is the the whole Le'Veon Bell saga. Uh, he is no longer a New York Jet. Uh, they released him uh, earlier today as we record this on a on a Wednesday, and uh, the Jets are going to eat the rest of his contract, uh, his $6 million contract, and any team can sign him now for league minimum. Now, we're going to start with the Bears here. Should the Chicago Bears go after Le'Veon Bell? It was reported earlier that them and the Ravens were serious contenders. Well, they definitely should. Um, I mean, just alone with Tariq Cohen being out, it kind of creates a void. I also think just with his slot skills, I mean, he'll fit in about anywhere. So, it, it, I mean, a team like the Bears already lost a running back. They're kind of using Cordero back there a lot. It would kind of help relieve some of that. You could, I mean, I think he would turn into a more featured guy with us, where I think is maybe where the Bears have an edge over some other teams, where I just don't know if he'll be the featured guy in other yeah. places. I think he would have that chance. David Montgomery has struggled a little. You know, maybe he becomes more of a pass catcher and, you know, a third down guy, too. And, you know, just kind of having that flexibility, though, of using those two and and uh, not having to use Cordero so much. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm starting to like at first at first I got really excited. I was like the Bears should trade like because initially it was the Jets are going to take a late round pick for him. I was like, dude, do it. Trade a late pick, get Le'Veon Bell. And then I was like, ah, you know, they have David Montgomery. They're four and one. Do they really need Le'Veon? Now, the more I'm thinking of it, kind of like you said, I was like, they don't even have to even hand him hand him the ball for him to be 
that useful for league minimum. They could just use him as a strictly like receiver <laughs> and like third yeah, down game yeah. if they if they really wanted to. They probably wouldn't. But as a fan, I was like, that's not a horrible idea. If you could bring in Le'Veon Bell for league minimum, like I'm saying, hand him the ball ten times a game, but then throw it to him a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Why the yeah. hell? Why the hell not? But. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. It, it was reported that he wants to go to a team that's going to give him the ball, first of all. And then he wants to go to a team that's going to contend. So, contend, yeah. So I was thinking, you know, there were some teams. I was like, well, maybe the, the Dolphins could use him, but he wants to go to a contender. So I was like, well, maybe he won't go to Miami. Um, you know, a team like the Bills, I thought, maybe. You know, Singletary gets hurt all the time. Zach Moss is hurt. It's like they could probably use Le'Veon Bell. It's going to be interesting. I didn't think the Ravens would team be that, uh, interested in him. And a team that got pushed on uh, you know, on some shows today was Patriots always because they always find a way to steal these guys and whenever they get released right. and get them for league minimum. Maybe he wants to get back at the Jets. They play them, I think, once or twice more, maybe twice still. I don't think they've played yet. So, I mean, that was another team I kind of heard floated around, and I'm like, that would happen even though I would hate it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I could see it happening. Um the other thing with the league minimum is that the Jets are required to pay him more money than if he takes the league minimum, which is why they think right. that's in play because they think he'll want to kind of say, screw you to the Jets. You guys can pay me the money, not my new team. Uh, right. You know what I mean? Or like if, the more the new team pays, it's like the less they have to pay, that kind of thing. So that's where I think, you know, he'll end up taking a league minimum just to kind of screw them a little bit more. Uh, so that's a, that was an interesting thing that you kept bringing up there with that uh, league minimum. I think that will be kind of the way it goes, no matter what team he goes to. It's just which is the best fit. Well, they were talking some some of the early thoughts too were uh, don't rule out Pittsburgh. You know, the, yeah, the well, only, like the only, they bring him back. Well, the only the only <laughs> reason divorce, he, Well, it was like the reason the reason he left, and I think it was I think it was Dominique Foxworth who might have been talking about this, but he was like the reason that he wanted out of Pittsburgh was that they wouldn't pay him the money he wanted, so he left or he got you know uh, he left in free agency. Now he got paid by the Jets. He got the money he wanted. So now, realistically, he could go back to Pittsburgh and be like, hey, guys, I got my money now. I'm happy. Like, let's win a ring. Um, that would be – I don't think that's going to happen, but that was just an interesting thought. Yeah, it was floated. I heard that. I thought it was kind of interesting. I think with Snell and Connor, they're decent enough there to not really worry about it. Plus, there were some rumors that he wanted to come back in week seven or whatever of that year he held out. And they basically told him to get lost. Like, no, <laughs> we don't want you here. Like, the whole locker room said if you come back – we don't want you to play. So it's like, don't come back because we're not playing you anyways. So a couple, a couple other things now. So Le'Veon Bell, we'll see what happens with him. Maybe he'll be the newest Chicago Bear. We're excited about it. But Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. First of all, sending out uh, sending out some thoughts and prayers for Dak Prescott. Uh, a nasty, nasty ankle injury that he suffered uh, this week in football. You saw him in tears, which, of course, when you see an athlete – injured and when you can see the emotion on their face they know it's horrible um definitely a, definitely a bad sight to see but what really hurts though is the idea that he is a free agent at the end of the year now the cowboys are trying to play it off like there's a future for Dak prescott in dallas just answer yes or no do you see Dak prescott returning to dallas next year or is he going to be on a different team I think he will be. I think they feel a certain level of loyalty there, like enough for him to be back. 
The other thing is they'll have the option to franchise him. And I think that they'll end up taking that option. And depending, I mean, unless Andy Dalton really just played well or something weird happened. Um, you know, I think that they would just take that option instead of trying to search and go find a new quarterback. I mean, you know how hard that can be for teams. I, I think that at the end of the day, they'll say, hey, one more year on the franchise. We see if you got your leg back and kind of go from there. All right. Are you good? Are you not? If he's not good from there, then obviously they maybe let him go into full free agency and start over. Right. And then before we get into our trivia segment, one more football topic here. The Seahawks, another win. They're undefeated. Russell Wilson, absolutely insane. DK Metcalf, absolutely insane. Are the Seahawks the best team in football, slash, are they the team to beat in the NFL, considering that the Chiefs got upset by the Raiders in Kansas City? I feel like that's a huge step back for the Chiefs, but the Seahawks just keep rolling. I'm going to go with no. I was not overly impressed with the Sunday night game. I don't think the Vikings are all that good, and they should have beat them, really. I mean, it was a very – I didn't like the idea of, oh, I'm going to go for it on fourth and one and then get stuffed, and where you could have just guaranteed, a, at worst case, they could have tied it. They ended up missing a two-point in that situation, too, where it's like, you kick a field goal, and then they go for two and miss it, you win the game. So, you know, I think, like, you have to look at it in, in a whole view of, like, how do I not lose this game? When you're an NFL coach, that's what you got to look at, like, what do I do to make sure I don't lose? You know, and that was about the only way you could have lost when you were in fourth and one with under, you know, whatever. It was like under two minutes when they did that, made that choice. You know, it was just like, just kick the ball and guarantee you go to overtime at the worst case. You know I mean? You know, they have a great offense. You know, they're going to probably march on you. You got to just give yourself that best opportunity to win. So I was a little shocked with that decision. Um, but I mean, we were asking more about the Seahawks. I just, it's, you know, defensively, they're really not great. And I think that teams will take advantage of them, better offensive teams as they get going farther. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Just hopefully, hopefully Russell Wilson finally gets that MVP vote that apparently, oh, nobody's, yeah. that apparently nobody's ever given him. So that, He was my that, MVP last year. He was that's my MVP last year. That's sure. bizarre. So hopefully, hopefully he at least gets that. So before we get into... Uh, well, Matt, this is, a, this is for you. We should find... So this trivia segment that we're doing real quick... Hopefully, do you think you can find like some fun music to put behind it? Uh, yeah, I can try to find something. Sweet. All right. So there we go. Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, bunch of crazy stuff in the NFL. I still can't believe that the Chiefs lost to the Raiders. But with all the craziness going on in football, I thought it would be fun to do a little trivia segment here to see how well we know the backups and different players across the NFL. Now, Matt, you are eligible to participate in this. Oh, I know, but there isn't there is an SI there is an SIU based question in here for, just for you. But we'll see if Matt can, or Vance can get it too. Now, Quentin's money is on the line here. I didn't tell him this, but you, it's up to you guys here. Whoever does better, you guys can hound Quentin for however much money you think you should win for this trivia segment. But we've got ten questions. They're NFL based. It's backups and different, like, depth chart-related questions. Does this make sense? It's called Name That Dude. Okay. Are you ready? Now, buzz in when you when you think you have the answer here. Are we question Question. Do we <laughs> just say yo or something? Yo. How, do, how am I going to buzz you? Yo. That's up for you guys to figure out. Number one. Go, yo. I'm just <laughs> I'm just the host here. Or I'm raise your hand. <laughs> or raise your hand. Or that. <laughs> that works. Number one. Name Tom Brady's backup. Vance. I believe it's Blaine Gabbert now. 
Ding, ding, ding. All right, one point for Vance. At number two, who is Patrick Mahomes' backup? Got it. <laughs> Matt, got it. for the Matt. Uh, Jordan Tiamo. Uh, he's on the practice squad. That's right, practice Close. squad. Close. And that's where I'm like, he's on the yeah. Uh, yeah. He's one of the guys. So these COVID are active guys. These are these are active guys, by the way. That's the restriction in here. These are these are active players. Yes. As far I, as I know. <laughs> as far as the integrity only, of this, as as far as the integrity of this show goes, these are active players. It's it's only your segment, dude. <laughs> Before I fully look it up, I think it's like Matt Moore or somebody, but I can't remember his. It's, well, no looking it up. Otherwise. Oh, it's never it. mind. I just found it. Never yeah, mind. It's, it's, it's not Matt trivia. Moore anymore. Okay. So it's somebody Chad, else like that came in last year, but yeah, it Chad. Is, it is Chad Henney. Yeah, the pride of Michigan. Chad yeah, Henney. we we all knew that. <laughs> uh, so the next, so the next one here, name two Washington football team wide receivers. Terry McLaurin is an easy one. Okay. They have a guy named Sims. I know that. There's a guy, a guy with the last name. He's Sims. on IR. He's on IR. So I'm not counting. They've uh, shoot. <laughs> There's a rookie too, but I can't think. Of, he has like a two name, two name, but I can't remember what yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt, do you have any guesses? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I know Logan right. Thomas is a tight end. Uh, not counting tight ends. Right, I'm like, oh, man. That makes me mad that that guy went on IR because I knew he was like the main other receiver. Um, there's a guy with Chicago eight. Bear, former Chicago Bear, is one of the receivers. Another guy, 83 with dreads too. I saw him last week, and I'm like, who's this guy? That's um, what you're thinking of. That's who you're thinking of? Former Chicago Bear, yeah. Shoot. Four, three. I'll just let it go. So the other names we were looking for were Dontrell Inman. Oh, damn it. I was going to say that, too, because I'm like a bear. Yeah. Antonio Gandy-Golden. That's what that guy's name is. And then, and then Isaiah Wright. Oh. Um, so question four. Vance is up one nothing. Who is Jared Goff's backup? And if, any, if either of you get this, I will shit myself, because I didn't even know who the hell this guy was. Because I came up with these questions thinking, like, do I know who these guys are? And I was like, wait a minute, I don't. Let me look it up. And then I was like, who the fuck is that? So I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> so Jared Goff's backup. I'm glad you researched it before you put it down as a question. Oh. <laughs> Only the best. Only the best out yeah. here. Are you researching it right now, Vance? Vance over yeah. here Googling it. <laughs> yeah, I... I I so know who that person is, point. though. I know who that person is, though. He's so an AFL specialist. The answer to the answer to the question is, is John Wolford. John yeah. Wolf. He was good in the Alliance former, of football. Former AAF. Ago. Former AAF quarterback. He was on the Arizona team. That motherfucker would light it up. Yeah. So question five: How many? Uh, as of said, uh, as of going into this NFL season, how many Salukis? We're on an NFL roster. Uh, I think it's three. Bonus points if you can name any of them. The correct answer is, well, Vance, do you have a guess for how many Salukis? I can name one of them. Do you have a guess for how many? That's the first part of the question. Uh, I feel Matt, like Matt was really confident. Matt in said three. Matt said three. 
You can you can stick with his answer or you can put your own in. I'm gonna go with Matt then. Just say whatever. Okay, you guys are both wrong. It it's two, five. isn't it? Five. It's five. <laughs> and can, how many of them can you name? Uh, I know that Jeremy Chin is more yeah, Jeremy sure. Chin with the Panthers. I know that one from this recent year. And there's somebody playing for the Dolphins, but I forget. Well, I think you're thinking of Chase Allen, but he's not on the roster. Oh. Well, what the hell happened to that guy then? I don't know. <laughs> you're missing a big one. He plays for the Tennessee Titans. That's Michael Pruitt. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Michael Pruitt. Now, he, he was on the Bears practice squad a couple years ago, too. And he's a also tight end. True. Yeah. And then yeah, you're, yeah, uh, then there's, I think, Craig James, uh, something Harper, I forgot his name, and then I think Ryan Neal, James Neal, something like that. Uh, I didn't write down their first names. That was yeah. a mistake. Saluki but, Athletics uh, <laughs> or the football Twitter, uh, they put out, uh, you know, something good about all five people doing good shit today or something like that. Like, yeah. Go dogs. So I should have memorized. Fans- Vance is still up one nothing as we head into question number six on name that dude. Name three Colts wide receivers. T. Y. Hilton, Michael yeah. Pittman. Uh, he's he's on IR. Michael Pittman. Well, he's on the team. He acts like he died. He's I mean, he's he's said they have to be active. He said active roster. Active. Okay. Charles Rogers is still on the active roster. Should be. Is that his name? I think you're right, but he's not active. Jesus. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I'm like supposed to play the injury game. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The league has been chaotic. Is, is Zach Pascal still active, isn't he? Okay, so there's yeah. two. Those um, two should be easy. The other ones, this is why it's tricky. And I wanted to see if you could name any of them. Yeah, there's some guy 83 that's all over the field now. I can't think of what his name is. He was playing a lot this weekend, but I, I'm not sure what his name is. Yeah, the problem when you watch six games at once, you don't have audio and you don't really know. Like, I don't know everyone. I know the people I'm looking for. We're missing. So you're missing Fountain. Again, I didn't write their first names here. So you have Fountain, Doolin, Patman, and Johnson. Is it Fountain or Fountain? I don't know. But it's that's not the question. But So Michael <laughs> Pittman went on IR, though, is what you're saying? Correct. Dang. So moving on to question number seven. I feel like Vance, I got a half point there. Vance, Vance is still up. Uh, well, no, because remember you said Steven Sims for Washington. I said that didn't count either. At number seven, uh, who is Joe Burrow's backup? The number one pick uh, for the Bengals. Who is his backup? The radio broadcast intern. I don't know, man. Vance? I just keep thinking of the guy from Alabama that used to be the backup forever. Um, AJ McCarron? Yeah, I'm like, I know. He's still in the league. He is, I think he's, uh, I saw him. He's Does he look like the Bills or Raiders or something still? I I think, uh, he's someone's backup. I can't remember who, but he's, I think he's still in the league. But the answer to the question is Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley is the backup. I should have known that. Joe Burrow. Number eight, this one's pro- this one might be the second easiest question. Um, who is Baker Mayfield's backup quarterback? Remember, there were talks about Baker getting benched for this guy early on in the season. Case Keenum. Ding, ding, ding. So Vance takes a commanding 2-0 lead with two questions left. Question number nine, name three Jets wide receivers. 
Jameson Crowder, I know, is back active. Yeah. So, yeah, Jameson. But I don't know, man. After that, shit. Um, <laughs> Denzel Mims isn't active, right? He, he? he hasn't played. He hasn't played at all this year. Why is he not playing though? He's, he's on a, He got hurt. I think hurt? in training uh, camp or something. I was gonna say, is he hurt or is he just? Because they also hurt. signed Rashad Perriman, and I'm, he's out or something weird too with him. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, that's where I'm saying. I know three wide receivers, just not the ones that are playing right now. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I can't really think of another one. So we no, have former we have former New England Patriot great Chris, oh, Chris Hogan. Hogan. Chris Hogan. Yeah, yeah. we have Chris Hogan. He's not hurt though, so I think he might be on IR now too. Well, as far as the integrity of this game goes, when I wrote these questions, he was active. Um, Jeff Smith, Vincent Smith, and one of my new favorite players, Braxton Berrios. Oh yeah, I forgot about that little white dude. Yeah. Yeah, Braxton, Braxton Berrios. Because he so, was playing a lot early. So Matt, you are ineligible to win this game. That's so, fine. Um, so, but we're still going to ask the next question. So, Dearness Johnson, running back for the Cleveland Browns. Oh, what league did he play in before the NFL? He was in the Alliance with the Orlando guys. He was a stud on my little fantasy team for ding, the Alliance. Ding ding ding! He was the best player. I felt like. Vance, CQ for your winnings. I'm just, the, <laughs> I'm just the intern. You can't, you can't ask me. The about Orlando this. Apollos. That's what they were called. So that is, that is the first of hopefully many name that dude segments. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big, I, I like trivia. So we'll see if we can integrate that into our show here. Now, Matt. I'm, yeah. First, firstly, I, I just want to say, uh, I know what happened to Chase Allen. What uh, happened to him? I, I had to Google it and, uh, it says on August uh, 2019, he was waived by the Dolphins and placed on injured reserve because of a foot injury. Go dogs! Yeah, go dogs! Now, Man, Matt, I kicked him right there in the foot, didn't I? Hit the people with uh, hit the people with your moment. Tell them what tell them what's going on in your life. So, some 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 bad news for the St. Louis Blues uh, fans and team. Uh, they they. They couldn't get a contract signed for Alex Petrangelo, dude. Uh, it seemed like everybody was on the same page except for one of the clauses that Petrangelo wanted but didn't get. I, I don't know why, but maybe somebody can talk to me about contract here. He already had in place no trade clause, right? But he also wanted no movement clause. I don't know what the frick that is. But apparently, uh, Mr. Armstrong, Army, didn't want to do that. And then they, he had to go and sign with Las Vegas, the Golden Knights. So I'm kind of upset. Kind of upset. Like, why don't you just give the guy what he wants? It's basically the same thing. So now... You have that going on, and you have future players, future free agents, saying, hold on, the Blues team over there, they're having a little bit of loyalty issues. What's the deal? I'm not going over there. You know, stuff like that. Potentially. I'm upset. So, what's the difference between no trade clause and no movement clause? No idea. I'm not a big hockey guy. I feel like the only thing I could think of is if it's like they can't 
like move him down or like take him off of an active roster or something? If he like, you know what I mean? They can't like sit him healthy or something. I don't know. The healthy scratch thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. How they healthy scratch you? Like they can't move you off uh, the, off the roster or something like that. I don't know. Okay. I don't know exactly what that means, but that's what I'm guessing. Like, like if you underperformed at the end of your contract, they can't just like dump you like that. Okay. But that's I mean I mean I, that's a wild guess. I really don't know that. For all the hot, for all the really in depth hockey people, let Matt know. Let, or let Matt us know. know yeah, tweet on. us. Yes. Tweet us. Tweet at us on Twitter. Twitter. Section three one two show. I know someone so out there is listening. So to uh, to pour salt on Matt's wounds here uh, and switching into our baseball portion of the show, Randy Arozarena Arosa, is an absolute god. Um, and the Rays are up 3 nothing in the series as we record this. Now, the boy Randy just got screwed. He just screwed. struck out, bro. Yeah, yeah. He, just got, he just got screwed on a, on a call. But he hit another homer. Check swing uh, in, this, in this game. Um, right now it's four to two as we record this. Um, but are the Rays the World Series favorites right now between the four teams left? Well, I mean they're three up, you know, three zero in their series. They're definitely the favorite, you know, to come to go into it. I still think the Dodgers are the best team. You know, I mean, if you ask me who's the best all around team and who I would say, I mean, in a way they're the favorites, except they find a real, they do a real good job choking. <laughs> um, so we'll see, you know what I mean? And they they went they started off down 2-0, had a huge win today. So they're back okay. to 2 and 1. Um, you know, so I would not call them out of that series at all. Speaking of the Dodgers, man, like I don't I, I didn't see any of the game to be honest, but I did see what happened. It was 6-0 at one point uh, in favor of the Braves. And then they came back in five runs. Only a good team would, you know, try to come back like that. Are you talking so, about last night? Yeah, last yeah, night. On yeah, Tuesday. Today's game was not like that, but last night yeah. they were down, they were down quite a bit, and then they got it all the way back to eight to seven at the end. Yeah, the Braves, a, the Braves did all they could to lose game. They the Braves tried to lose game two and they couldn't. But well, the what Dodgers, the hell was Tomlin doing in there so long? I mean, that was mind blowing. Like, get the his Dodgers. The Dodgers in Game Three on this on this Wednesday, they came out in the first inning and said, "Fuck trailing." We're just going <laughs> to score 11 runs right now in the first inning and just skate through the rest of the game. And There were so many substitutions in that game like of people being subbed into the field and stuff <laughs> because it was such a blowout. It was like, all right, well, let's like give our guys a rest here. <clears throat> let's give our guys a rest there. The Kung Fu Panda played like five fucking innings. It was amazing. I'm intrigued to see what comes out of the Dodgers-Braves series because – you assume that the Rays are going to win this series unless the Astros can pull off a Boston Red Sox miracle from, you know, from that's already almost 15. Yeah, they don't have the pitching that's to do that before. Years ago. I yeah, know that already, too well. That's already, that's already <laughs> 15 years ago. So it can be done, but it's going to be tricky for, for the Astros to, to pull that off. Um, but it's going to be weird. I think, it, I think what will be really fun is if it's Rays versus Braves because – a lot of people down here in the Tampa St. Pete area aren't really Rays fans. They're Braves fans because of the because of them being semi close to Atlanta and the fact that before 1995 there were no Mar there was no Florida Miami Marlins and there was no Tampa Bay Rays. So the Atlanta Braves were the closest team. So for a lot of these older households, 
they're still Atlanta Braves fans, even though they live down here in Tampa St. Pete. So I think it would be kind of fun if it was Rays versus Braves as a sort of like homecoming, like a this is our land, like World Series. Like we're the real, we're the real Tampa team, you know, or like something like that. I think that'd be really cool. And they both haven't won one in a long time. That's always fun. Well, the Rays have never won one. Right. So that would be cool. Uh, they've only been to one World Series. I think it was 2010. They got swept by the by the Phillies. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, it's it's certainly been interesting. And if Randy, you know, good thing the Cardinals traded Randy. I mean, that's all. Randy wrote the Randy. That's all we can. I'm just gonna call him Randy. So that's, I'm that's so upset that they got rid of that guy. Like I MVP. wish they could have kept him. <laughs> And then well, shipped him? off somebody else, you know. You got him. You got Tommy Pham. They traded. I he was in the Pham trade, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, Randy got traded this off season. Uh, also, for it Matthew, wasn't in for Matthew Liberatore. It was Randy. Oh, it was Randy and Jose Martinez. Randy and Jose Martinez for Matthew Liberatore. Um, but the Cardinals, the last couple of years, they also traded Tommy Pham, and then there was another one too. Matt wasn't there. <laughs> Isn't there another player I'm missing that the Cardinals traded? Um, oh, are, Luke Voigt. That's right. Yeah, Luke, Luke Voigt. Voigt. God, see. <laughs> God uh, damn it. See, like, you have all these players that we had, and then they're like, oh, well, we're paying this guy some money, so we better trade off this young guy. But then that young guy is doing more things than the guy you're paying already. Mm, so, Paul Goldschmidt. So <laughs> yeah, Goldschmidt. Like, like, I mean, he's doing good things too, but. I mean, I mean can, is there a way that we can keep everybody? Hindsight is twenty twenty, and you can talk to any White Sox fan about hindsight being twenty twenty because of Fernando Tatis Jr. But the like, so Luke Voigt. I mean, who would have thought Luke Voigt would be this kind of player? Now? I did. Okay, <laughs> but like the Randy move is a. I feel like would be a little bit more hurtful. Same with Tommy Pham. Like Tommy Pham is still super productive. It would be nice to have him in your outfield. But the Randy trade, that kind of hurts. And Matt and I were talking about this pre-show. Was It was like the Cardinals basically planted their flag and said, we'd rather have Dylan Carlson than Randy Orozarena, and we'd rather have Harrison Bader than Randy Orozarena, and that kind of thing. See, Harrison I agree with Bader can't hit shit. Yeah, Bader is <laughs> ass right now. I love him. He can feel, but he cannot hit. It's like, holy yeah, shit. He's can, been up for three years. And he's all, all day with that guy. He reminds me of that Brian Anderson guy from the White Sox. You remember him? Yeah. Um, it's just like yeah. that. Like, oh, he could play the greatest center field ever, and it's beautiful. But when he comes up to the plate, he has no clue. It's like, well, it was like whoa. that was that was how Adam Engel was for the last couple of years for, for a the while. White Sox too. <laughs> I mean, until this yeah. year, he kind of he broke out offensively. But I mean, there's every team has a guy like that. But it's just tough that the Cardinals seem to play Bader like he well, it's is not like a true was like a top prospect Bader. You know what I mean? Like Bader was like an up there prospect. Anderson was looked at like that. That's kind of more like what I meant in that. But I get what you're saying too. Angle was he had no clue at the plate for like two years. All of a sudden, light switch goes on. I mean, Bader like before he got moved up to the Cardinals uh, was on the uh, I think 2018 team where uh, the AAA. Redbirds won the uh, minor league championships, right? So, uh, but then he turned into ass cheats, right? Like, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm so mad. The only thing that I've seen that was good recently from Bader is the Sonic Bader tots in St. Louis area. That's all. I, that's the only thing I've seen. What the that, fuck is a Bader tot? What it's comes basically, out? Basically, it? it's basically loaded like. 
tater tots and because is it like a whole tater. thing about him he can cover everything so he, like it's covered <laughs> no i just i just i just think it was an existing product and they uh, named it bater tots but i mean That's i cool. want i want randy and i want carl so matt matt saying that that guy turned into turned into butt cheeks just like made me think of that one south park episode where kenny where where kenny like like puts his hoodie on backwards where his like ass is sticking out and they do the whole missing child episode with him like with his ass sticking out and the actual like ass people are like that's our son <laughs> here's, here's my thinking in 2020 he was batting ninth bader harrison bader was batting ninth and i think if we still had pitchers hitting this year if 2020 was regular i think bader would still be batting ninth behind the pitcher that's right <laughs> guy's ass I'm pissed off. Hey, I think nice glove work guy, but you can't do shit else. <laughs> I think the DA is here to stay. Probably. Speaking of, we we mentioned the White Sox a little bit earlier. So uh, earlier this week, the White Sox making the move to let go of Rick Renteria, and in a little bit of a more surprising move, they let go of Don Cooper, the longtime pitching coach for the White Sox, um, uh, reporting that they had mutually agreed to part ways, which makes me think that he must have really liked Rick Renteria, and when they let go of Rick Renteria, Coop said, peace, I'm out. Um, I, I'm more upset about Don Cooper leaving. I think he is a damn good pitching coach. I'm not as upset with Rick Renteria leaving, but what I'm really upset about is now the idea that A.J. Hinch or Alex Cora could be the new manager for the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, it's weird, man. It seems like Hinch is kind of the front runner from what I read and see, and I don't like that at all. But Tony LaRusso is picking up a lot of steam in the last day or two, and I would be fine with that. As long as it's not any of the guys involved in the scandal, to me, that's like a win in itself. Like, you don't want to hire one of those guys because it's going to run off free agents. It's going to give you a bad perception, a bad vibe where it's like we've been all you know real positive and like, man, they're they're so good. They're really good now. You know, and all of a sudden you put this damper on it, like, oh, they're cheaters or they condone it or whatever, you know, that that whole narrative will be. And it's just like, why? Why even be in the mix of that? Like, just, you know, I like I said, Tony La Russa, Bruce Bochy would be another one that I would be trying to push for. Uh, Ron Washington. Didn't Bruce Bochy retired, though, didn't he? Yeah, he retired. There's been some interviews like he would listen to anything, but he's kind of like whatever about it. He doesn't really care. Yeah. Um, you know, like he's not really worried about it. It doesn't seem like. But the LaRusa thing seems to really have picked up some steam. Bob Nightingale of USA Today is reporting it in two days in a row that he got the permit. They got the permission. They're going to interview him. So that's a real thing. I mean, they're, the La Russa, they're really the looking into if they, if they were to hire LaRusa, it kind of it, it reminds me of like the Astros bringing in Dusty Baker, where it's like, here, you have all these young, talented guys. Now here's a baseball lifer to just kind of like, you know, he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to be that involved, but like... You guys yeah. talking about Tony? Yeah, yeah. Tony Lewis. They're, they're seriously interviewing him. Again. He's been he's been in the he's been in the Angels organization as like a advisor to the GM or something like mm-hmm. that. Or, yeah, well, I'm glad we're not in the same league. I don't want to play against Larusa. Dude is a god, dude. Like I I was I'm kind of I was kind of hoping that they would like uh, the Cardinals. I was hoping that the Cardinals would bring Larusa on. Like for the uh, office, 
Like, well, Larusa used to manage the White Sox back in the day too, back in like the like back 80s, in like the eighties, yeah, mid eighties. So. Hawk Harrelson fired him in eighty six, I guess, is what they were talking about. Yeah, well, the, I bet he that, looks like that a wonderful now. that wonderful time when Hawk Harrelson was the GM well, the of the GM. White Sox for some yeah. reason, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was wild. He traded um, him. He traded Tony Larusa to Oakland. Yeah, they said they, that him and yeah him and Hawk didn't get along back then or something, but. There was like tweet or like information from Chuck Garfine today, like he'd be fine with it. I'm done with that. Like <laughs> you think he'd be good for this team. Like he kind of endorsed it. Totally so was I thought that like, was wait, you're telling me Hawk Harrelson's not involved with the White Sox anymore? All right, bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I needed. <laughs> but here's but, what I'm saying. I want Larusa to be uh, on, on the. I, I want Larusa to be on the St. Louis Cardinals organization and be bad. the GM or the president of Baseball Ops. That's what I want. Too replace Mosaic or be next to him. Too bad. Uh, Please so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the White Sox and their coaching, um, coaching carousel, coaching uh, search, search, all that, yeah. all that fun stuff. But before we get into the NBA, um, we're gonna rattle through this week's version of uh, Sneedler's list. Uh, I'm I'm a little excited about. Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They've got they've got some things going on, so I wanted to talk about it. Uh, even though, as I was mentioning to my roommate, it's not like any of these movies are coming out anytime soon. But I I feel like similar to in the sports world, where like as soon as someone wins the Super Bowl, they put out the way too early you know uh, power rankings for next year. So this is stuff you can be excited for with the Marvel Cinematic Universe within the next five years or whenever these movies come out but number 10 thor 4 i'm excited about that because of the idea that natalie portman is going to be lady thor and they're bringing taika waititi back who directed the last thor movie which was terrific and apparently not only is natalie portman going to play a version of thor but there's going to be like five other thor characters the more hammers the better at number nine ant-man 3 i'm more excited that they're just that simply they're making another ant-man movie i think those two are super slept on in the marvel universe so give me more paul rudd as ant-man all day and uh so there so that got announced that makes me happy that's at number nine and number eight the return of iron man uh apparently robert downey jr's in talks about returning as iron man at some point in the next phase of the MCU, whether it's a reincarnated version of himself, whether it's a dream sequence, whether it's flashbacks, they don't know what, well, they know what they're doing, but they're not announcing what they're doing with him yet. Um, but that's kind of cool that he uh, is deciding to come back, probably because Doolittle flopped really hard at the box office, so he's like, damn it, I need more money. Uh, at number seven, Black Widow. I was super excited about watching it in May when it was supposed to come out. Then COVID was like, ah, we're going to put it in November. And then Marvel was like, that's cute. You thought it was coming out in November. We're moving it back to 2021. And it's like, ah. Like, Black Widow's been waiting this damn long to get her damn fucking movie. <laughs> like, everyone's had a fucking solo movie. Ant-Man's had two movies. Thor's had five movies. Like, everyone has their movie. Black Widow's like, can, can I have one? And they're like, yes. I mean, come on, man. Deadpool's been waiting longer than that so i mean and he's already had two he's already had two movies i mean hey deadpool had to wait a while you can wait one more month or two you know technically though deadpool did show up in one of those shitty x-men movies but we don't talk about that but so black widow i'm excited to finally see that movie movie. when (laughs) I'm, i'm excited to see black widow whenever the hell it decides to come out plus 
Supposedly, Deadpool might make an appearance in the Black Widow movie. So, good time. Hey, why not, right? Good time. Why not? At number six, uh, She-Hulk. That is a Disney Plus series show that's going to be coming out at some point in the uh, in the next few years there. Um, I feel like the Hulk doesn't get enough credit in the MCU. Uh, Professor Hulk was kind of cool, but I'm intrigued to see another version of Hulk. Um, and uh, I thought it was kind of funny that everyone expected Alison Brie to get cast as She-Hulk, and instead they uh, casted some unknown actor, and the internet went crazy. What the hell? But that's a very, I feel like that's a very Marvel move to cast like a young up-and-coming actor in a role like this, so that way they can become famous. At number five on my list of things I'm excited about in the upcoming Marvel universe, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Seven Rings. It'll be cool to see them dive into some diverse characters. Uh, the Mandarin is supposed to show up in this movie as the villain, the real Mandarin, not like the Iron Man 3 Mandarin and all that weirdness. Um, but Shang-Chi, I'm intrigued to see um, some Asian representation in the superhero world. So that's going to be dope. And number four, The Eternals. I'm intrigued uh, about this movie since they're, uh, according to Kevin Feige, the Marvel guy, um, this will be like the deepest into like new territory that they've ever gone with a Marvel movie. Angelina Jolie's in it. There's some big name actors involved. And it's going to involve a lot of deep space shit. And I'm intrigued. At number three, the Doctor Strange sequel, The Multiverse of Madness. First of all, that title, amazing. Second of all, Doctor Strange, super cool character. And number three, I'm just intrigued to see a multiverse, and it's supposed to have horror elements in this movie. Super down for that. At number two, uh, just in general, I'm excited to see who they pick to be the new big bad. Obviously, it was Thanos for the majority of the MCU so far, Probably not going to be him moving forward. There's talks about it being MODOK. There's talks about it being the Green Goblin. There's all these different characters, Mr. Sinister, that they're talking about could be the new big bad. Um, so I'm intrigued to see who they finally pick to be to be the guy. Maybe it's Galactus. That'd be dope. Um, and then at number one, this got confirmed a couple days ago, but... The upcoming Spider-Man 3 with Tom Holland is going to bring back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield to create a Spider-Verse. Give me all the Spider-Men. And Miles Morales is going to be in the movie too. That's four Spider-Men. Give them all to us. Give me all the Spider-Men. I'm so in for this movie. Even though it's not going to come out for like three years. But I'm so in. I want to see it. Sneed over here is in tears right now. He's he's so looking forward to this thing. Tobey Maguire's the man, and he deserves respect. Just like LeBron yes. said, put some respect. Like he, LeBron said he wants respect for winning another championship. Tobey Maguire deserves respect as being the OG Spider-Man, and now he gets to prove it. So I'm excited. <laughs> Moving into another quick segment here. Uh, Ball Guy of the Week this week. We're giving it to Dana White of the UFC. First of all, I wanted to name Dana White Ball Guy of the Week because all these Fight Island fight cards seem to be amazing. I mean, three-fourths of the fighters are people that I don't even know, um, but it just seems like they're turning out just headliner or highlight fights after highlight fights. Shout out to Joaquin Buckley for his insane knockout over the weekend, one of the craziest things I've ever seen in the UFC. I've been watching it my whole life, never seen anything like that. And then Corey Sandhagen in the headline fight against Marlon Moraes. Another highlight fucking knockout, so good on you, Dana White. And also, 
Um, Conor McGregor gets booked to fight Dustin Poirier on January 23rd. So shout out Dana White for getting Conor McGregor back in the UFC and for not just handing him off on some stupid title run or something. At least he's actually going to have like a legit competitor instead of just being like, Conor McGregor's back and he's fighting Khabib, you know, all that dumb stuff. So Dana White, this week's bald guy of the week. And so quickly we'll move into the NBA here. Shout out to the Lakers as much as it pains me to say it. But the Lakers, they won. LeBron James gets his fourth finals win and his fourth finals MVP. They took down the broken Miami Heat. (laughs) And, like, I mean, the Heat limped to the finish. Jimmy Butler figuratively and literally was limping limping to the finish with how hard he played in that series. But, of course, with any LeBron James title, is going to be the LeBron versus Michael Jordan debate. Now, before I hand it off to you guys, I want to give my perspective on the LeBron versus Michael Jordan debate. First of all, I want to state that I think it is unfair to compare them. Now, obviously, that is something that everyone's going to do. We're doing it right now. But... First off, I think it's unfair to compare them because of how different the eras of basketball that they play in are. You can look at LeBron James' stats and say, oh my God, look at how many rebounds he's had, how many points he's had. Well, he plays in a very offensive-driven league. People do not play defense anymore. You aren't even allowed to touch players like you were in the 1980s, 1990s even, and and previously. And the fact that he came into the league at age 18 when MJ didn't get into the league until he was in his 20s. So that's a whole three- or four-year gap of MJ not being able to get anything. Plus, he got hurt early on in his career, as a lot of us learned in um, in watching uh, The Last Dance, was that uh, MJ missed pretty much a whole his whole sophomore season dealing with a foot injury there. So for Michael Jordan to put up all the numbers he did compared to LeBron's numbers with four years of gap there, I think is one thing. Um, and also, I mean, everyone always says, you know, don't, you, you can't say MJ's better just because he has more, more championships. Well, why the hell not? I mean, Michael Jordan was six for six, six for six in championships. And back then in the nineties, I feel like it was significantly harder to win championships based on how physical, based on how physical everyone played. You can watch the last dance the Detroit Pistons beat the shit out of everybody. I, I hate beat, that take right there so much. They, I mean, they, right. beat, they beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> and then you had the Houston Rockets with all their big men. You had the Knicks who beat the shit out of, out of, out of everybody as well. I just think it was so much harder back then to like actually win. And so to win six of them like they did is absolutely insane. Plus, plus another thing people don't realize about this is LeBron – not having any defensive – they want to talk about the accolades and everything. MJ, with all of his Defensive Player of the Year awards, LeBron has never done that. But the big thing for me is just the difference in eras. With the with the idea that LeBron is going to drive into the paint and not get touched, he can do whatever the hell he wants in the paint, and there's no defense at all. It's just a huge detractor in trying to compare Need. the two. Have you ever tried to beat up a 6'8", 275-pound man? It doesn't go very well. Nobody would, have been, nobody would have been beating his big ass up. He would have been, he'd be just fine. Don't worry about it. I just, I think that's such a weird part of the take. I don't like it. it I just don't understand it, man. It's like other people are allowed to lose and he isn't. But that, I mean, that's besides the point. 
it's really weird. Like Tom Brady's lost three Super Bowls, but he's clearly the goat. Like, you know, I just that's where I the debate gets really weird for me. But I don't even really care. About but there's all nobody that. to compare it's to Tom Brady. Like, I mean, Joe Montana to me was a little more like did less losing. You know, I mean, but it's like all of a sudden because it's this modern era and you know, and they had a dynasty, he kind of gets put up there. But it's like he's pretty similar. He's like what he's like four and three or something in the finals. Yeah. Is that what it is? Or in the Super Bowl, four and then Ron's like four and six, which it's like it's somewhat similar. You can't act like it's like crazy different, you know. And then I don't know. It, it's just weird. Just like some of his final appearances were like way different than Michael Jordan's. Like Michael Jordan never took Ira Nubel and Eric Snow and a bunch of you know guys that were horrible. Yeah, Zarinas Algalskis. I mean, they were horrible. That team was they were horrible. But no didn't he though? That was there. that's the but thing. But he let him there because he went off. I didn't even touch on that though, but. The, the other thing that detracts it for me as far as... You only have three that, Hall of Famers in that series, too. You know what I mean? It's like, how are they ever going to win that series? Like, that one should not be counted. It should be like, you know, you basically throw that one out of the books. Some of the I ones think, in Miami's were bad. I mean, I'll give them that. I'll give that. Like, the, yeah. the two well, in Miami were pretty shitty because they were good. Like, that team was good, and they could have beat anybody, the and they kind of just didn't show up. The thing that annoys me the most with with the whole LeBron thing though, is the fact that he's had to flip flop back to all these different teams and form his super teams and all that shit. Like going to Miami with Chris Bosch to join Dwayne Wade, like in a conference that was incredibly easy to succeed in was just nuts to me. And of course they did lose the first, the first time they got to the, to the championship, they lost to the Mavericks. But well, and even just, that first team, it's like Joel Anthony, Mario Chalmers, like uh, you know, they were starting too. Like they're not just Michael playing. Jordan, Michael Jordan did the same thing, though. I mean, John Paxson, Steve Ooh. Kerr, these guys are just regular role players. I mean, well, yeah, but they Scottie did a Pippen, role really well to be in a three-point shooter. Yeah, like they they drafted. Yeah, no, the Bulls built the thing up. I mean, that's the best way to do it is build it through the draft. And I mean, I respect I respect a team that forms a dynasty through like their own like scouting and drafting, like the Warriors did. Than I will ever respect like LeBron being like, let's take Chris Bosh, let's take myself, and let's go join one of the best players in the league in Dwayne Wade. The three of us. We'll destroy everybody and we'll just run it. Like I hate that. And then him going to LA. Let me get Anthony Davis. Well, they so we were horrible two, when he got so there. We have two That's of the insane. top like, ten. <laughs> in the NBA, like all it takes is you have. And two then of that the trade was a pretty players. good trade for New Orleans. So that's right. I just I I don't understand that. It's not like some oh super bit like I'm gonna go build a super team. It's like well they had the pieces to trade to get that guy. They had the three four young players and the draft pick and, and all the things that you know to make it's that just, work. For he's, them. Obviously, it's he's not like, hey, you know, obviously he's well, amazing. Obviously, he's amazing. But one of one of the guys on ESPN, I don't remember his name, but brought up a good point that we should stop comparing like generational players and just name guys for being the best of their generation. Like, why can't we just say Michael Jordan was the best player of the 90s? Why can't we say Kobe Bryant was the best player of the 2000s? Why can't we say LeBron was the best player of the 2010s? Like, why can't we just do that? I would be so much more – I think that would eliminate so much of, like, the annoying debates about Michael and LeBron because I hate debating because everyone has a take and every take is a good take. <laughs> There's, like, pretty much everything you can say well, if, you're Le- if you're Team LeBron or Team MJ can work in your favor, but – yeah, LeBron getting to four, I think, makes it even more interesting, which everybody's going to hate. 
But, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm a big LeBron guy. I always have been. And I just want a little bit of credit because I said Lakers were going to be really good before the season when we did our little previews. I said best in the West, yeah, all that stuff. You easy, guys were like, really? Really? I mean, it was easy. You guys didn't even think it would happen. The Clippers, I mean, are better, the Clippers are better. The Clippers are better. That's because I hate the Lakers. That's because I hate the Lakers oh. and I hate LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to root on Just because you hate the Lakers doesn't mean it, like, it was a bad take. You guys didn't was, even believe me. You're like, uh, what? Top three? Top in the West? I'm like, yes. I didn't think be the it was a bad take. I didn't think it was a bad take. I just didn't support it because I didn't want this to. I didn't want this to happen. Quinn was the one actually more shocked, but it, I mean, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I feel like when it all became a bunch of duos, they had the best duo. No, you know yeah. what I mean? And that that's kind of what you got to look at it. Like that was why I was know. annoyed because I'm like, well, obviously the Lakers are going to be one of the top teams in the West, and obviously. Could you imagine if they would have got Kawhi? Like how good they would have been? Like that shit would have been insane, and they could have easily done that. I mean. They probably will, and I'm going to be so I'm, I'm already annoyed, and I'm going to be so. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I don't think it'll happen now, but I think he's already kind of made his his choice. But that was, I mean, that's where it was so crazy. Like, if they would have pulled that off, everyone well, would have been pissed. Everyone would have been pissed forever. <laughs> we'll see. I I hate that debate about MJ and LeBron, and it's always going to exist. What I never understood though was the fact that Kobe never got brought up. What like it was always MJ versus LeBron, but I was like, why not MJ versus Kobe? At least they played the same position. <laughs> I don't know. For me, and it's Kobe like, had five championships. MJ Kobe six. affected the game in one way. You know, yeah. LeBron like, affected Kobe, in three, Kobe and Michael Kobe affected in about two. Kobe you know, didn't have de- Kobe didn't have the defense, I guess. But he was actually a decent defender. It's more like he doesn't rebound, he doesn't assist. Like he's just a scorer, you know. And then he pl- he'll play a decent man on his guy and all that. But I mean, yeah, it's not. Like I wouldn't call him bad. Honestly, he's probably a better defender than LeBron, even. But it's just more it's about so, like you said, he's just a scorer. The debate will always live on. I'm glad you and I were at least able to have a civil conversation. The, the other thing I hate about the MJ-LeBron debate is that people get so, like, fucking triggered by it. Like, my roommate, for example, is someone who gets, like, just so triggered immediately by the single, like, second of debate. Like, if something if someone has an opposing view to him, he immediately is, I fucking hate you, I'm coming for your neck. And, like, I'm gonna Me and my buddy to, Kyle have gone over this a him. lot, and he he's a Michael, you know, guy, and I'm kind of a LeBron guy, and I kind of say my shit. He says his. I don't really yeah. get mad about it anymore, but yeah, well, because that's it's just sort of like, and no one will ever have the the po- like postseason success Michael Jordan had in a North American sport ever, like yeah. not even just basketball, like any. Yeah. No, no one will ever go six for six. six. No one will ever win all six MVPs. It'll never yeah. be done ever. Yeah, and that's where it's like you can't really like I get it where it's like what he puts up there on the table is higher in a sense. It's just, you know, the team was built so perfectly around him that like, you know, it made sense. I mean, I get why he did all that shit in a way. It's a debate. It's a debate. That's, I feel like it's impossible to, to determine because unless LeBron can win like eight championships, like, <laughs> And, and even well, then, people, and then, but then people are still gonna be like, oh well, you lost six of them, you know, like. <laughs> like well, that's what I mean. Like, it'll be wild if he actually like, got to six. Like, yeah. if he ended up like yeah. six and six in the finals and shit. Like, what is, what are people gonna say then? Because yeah. I don't know. So, to me, part of it is getting there. I mean, he's already been to ten finals and might go to more. I mean, that's well, pretty mind blowing. Like, so I feel like that's I feel like that's a tricky part of the debate too, though, because like the Eastern Conference during LeBron's lifetime has been such a joke for the most part. I mean. Early on, up and early, down. early early on in LeBron's career, it was tough because you had the Celtics and the Bulls were pretty good. 
and the Magic were okay. Well, and the well, Pistons were really was good when he first started. It was yeah, the like, Pistons that were good, you know, you and they kind of fell off. Heat a little bit, like so. There was a little bit of parity in the Eastern Conference, like early on, but the la- for the last, like, I mean, when he got to Miami, and since then, like when he went back to Cleveland and all that stuff. I mean, the Eastern Conference was an absolute joke. And for the most part, I mean, the Western Conference hasn't really been, like, this oh. year. I mean, the Western Conference is okay, but with no Golden State, I mean, that kind of opened up the door. Well, that's what I thought it was funny, too, because they said, oh, you can't do it in the West, or whatever, and he goes to the West and does it this year, too. So, I mean, that's where it's just funny. I think he's he's done a pretty good job of shutting some of the nations. At least, like, down. That's, what I was, but that's what I was trying to say about, like, uh, MJ getting to all those finals in the 90s. I was saying, like, it was significantly harder to, like, accomplish that shit in the 90s than it is now to get to the finals. Like, even in the last the dance, they talked about it. Like, yeah, the player movement was kind of limited back then, so it felt like it was like the same war over and over back then. You know what I mean? You'd be saying the same Knicks with Ewing and Oakley and and Starks. I mean, it was the same group. Like, they just kept those teams together, and it's like, I think nowadays you start to see it's like, it ain't working. We're not beating that really good team, so we got to go make moves. Where those teams just thought, hey, we'll keep, you know, these guys will figure it out eventually. You know, I don't know. They just kept saying, oh, they'll get it done. They'll get over the top. Yeah. And they wouldn't, you know. Yeah, But that debate, that'll live on forever. Let's round out the show by getting to our last segment, which, of course, is starting five. And what we're doing for this week is starting five movie franchises to be a part of. Now, this is you're an aspiring actor. You can get cast in a movie franchise. Which one would you want it to be? And before we get to that, just a reminder that this show is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy, a new DFS app for prop bets. They have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only the top tier athletes. Instead of the traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around prop bets. And for each contest, you need to choose 10 of the 20 prop bets plus two in case of emergency picks. You know, COVID's going on, so you got to have those in case of emergency picks. Each unique prop has an over and under point value assigned to it, and you'll be rewarded that point value if that prop is correct. And so you just build your team around the, the amount of correct props you select. Enter our code SEC312 when you sign up to get an instant match on your first deposit up to $10. Find them in the App Store today. That is Thrive Fantasy. Now, Vance. You won the trivia segment of the show. You get to go first. I'll go second. Matt. I want to go last. All right, then. You Just go because last. I don't ex- – I need, like, some examples. I need to understand exactly. I mean, I'm not a big movie then Matt, guy. So then, Matt, considering that you lost the trivia segment, you get to go first. Okay. Um, I, with the first overall pick, will take um, – I, I really hope that they don't make a fourth movie, but – if they ever did, and if I was an actor, I want to be in Back to the Future, man. Like that's my favorite, like film franchise, whatever you want to call it. It's it would mean a lot. It would be really cool. Back to the Future. I'm gonna go with considering how much I geeked out about it earlier. Uh, just Spider Man. I want to be in the Spider Man. <laughs> Put yeah. me in a Spider-Man You can't movie. replace him, though. Well, I don't want to be Spider-Man. I want to be his best friend. Like, Ned Ned in the new Spider-Man movies, I love that guy. He's amazing. And he gets he just, plenty of screen time. He just wants to be that extra that says, hey, look, it's Spider-Man. You know, just, <laughs> he just wants to be in the movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's cool. Hmm. This might seem kind of weird, but, like... Let me get in the Rocky series, man. 
<laughs> Those are good movies. And it'd be like a boxing movie. Like, that'd be dope. Like, I think that'd be fun. I don't know. Like, that'd just be cool to be, you know, this boxer and have to do all that. It'd be kind of interesting. Plus, they kill in the theater. So, you know, I'd be with it. That's a good point. That's a bo- box office uh, box office magic there. Right. Get me some money. Um... <laughs> I'll save that for later. Um, <laughs> the next one I'm gonna do is uh, I'll do Iron Man. I don't know. I don't know why. Even I don't even have a good reason. It just seems to be kind of a cool, you know, different superhero. Not necessarily the mainstream, mainstream, but he's yeah. still in the Marvel group. You know, he'd still be in the gang, so to speak. But he's not, you know, like the Spider-Man, Batman, etc. For me, despite never seeing any of the movies myself, um, if I was an aspiring actor, I would love to get cast in the Star Wars universe. Now, I know some of the actors have gone on record stating that the Star Wars fans are absolutely obnoxious, but hey, if you want to get get recognized for being an up-and-coming actor, getting cast in a Star Wars movie seems to be a pretty good way of, uh, of doing that. All right, so I got my second pick here. This is my, this was my favorite, like one of my, I have a lot of favorites, but um, this one is cool too because it's like the first movie that I remember seeing. Uh, Toy Story. I want to be in Toy Story. (laughs) Hey, keep your goddamn to yourself. This is my shit. This is my shit. I have, I have like fourteen Pizza Planet T-shirts, dude. Like. Toy Story is my shit. Can I get okay. one? Oh no, I'm probably too. <laughs> Dude, that's your, go that's to your, your local prize. Target. They'll have one there. That's for your you. prize for winning. Name that dude. You get a you get yeah. one of Matt's 14 game used Pizza Planet shirts. Maybe I can get some 312 merch. I've been talking about for six months. <laughs> but dude, Toy Story, that's my shit. I really hope they do not make a fifth one, but it's it's out there. Uh, I will buy Why them. Because the. Actually, the perfect story ended in with the third one. Uh-oh. Yeah, the third you know? one was good. Yeah, I thought the, the fourth third one was, was decent though. I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, the fourth one was cool, but I, I don't put it on for my son. Expand you know? on it. I want <laughs> like that's a good story, you know. Just like Back to the Future, that's a good story. Let's go on to the next one, you know. Well, yeah, um, they were cool. Like he was going to college or whatever. He was grown up, and I thought I got a little, you know, nostalgia even there, dude. I remember when this guy was a kid. Now he's my age. Like that's me. That's my life. Right. <laughs> No, I'm a grown-up. I used to be a kid when this shit started. Get out the way, five-year-old. This is my shit. I've been around (laughs) since this guy. But uh, my next pick, um, there's a lot of Pixar movies that I really like. Um, And luckily, some of them had sequels. Monsters, Inc., you know, was a really cool (laughs) concept, you know? Monsters, Inc. was a cool-ass concept. Um, I'll just be one of those random monsters that says, hey, Sully, you know, that's it. I'll just be that guy. <laughs> it's a really cool concept, you know, transferring between worlds via closet door. That's mind blown. I had no idea that could happen, but only in a Pixar movie. But there it is. Well, it was just insane. Like, how did they get there? Like, I don't get it. Like, how do you start in an office and then end up there? <laughs> what a portal are you traveling through to get there? Your imagination. Wow. I think you should watch Monsters University for that answer for you. Uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> I don't know if I have time maybe, for that one. Maybe not. Monsters University, the less said about it, the better. Um, my, <laughs> next pick, my next pick is going to be the Lion King live-action movies. Uh, they're making a sequel to the live-action really? Lion King. Yeah. Cast me in it. I want to be in it. Is Billy Eichner going to be in it again? I hope so. <laughs> That's my dog. Yeah, I love Billy Eichner. 
and I would love to You ever to seen be the show? Billy on the street. That show yeah. is funny as shit. I'm so glad we're talking about it. Dude, I've never laughed so hard than when I watched that for for the first time. Like some of those episodes, I was crying. If you, laughing, like, if you want, if you want a show that'll make you die laughing, I I started binging The Cabin with Burt Kreischer on Netflix tonight, and oh, I have Bert not is funny. I have not laughed this hard in my like in so long <laughs> watching Burt. It's he rents this cabin, and it's it's like him trying to like relax from like the stress of being famous. So he like rents this cabin and then has all the all of his famous friends show up and they just do dumb shit at a cabin and it's absolutely hysterical. You said it's on what? Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah. Each each episode's like 20 minutes. There's only 5 episodes. But one of the episodes he has Caitlyn Jenner on and it's actually kind of funny. Like the stuff they do with Caitlyn Jenner. Like they're doing axe throwing with Caitlyn Jenner. It's like what? <laughs> He's talking about like he's talking about sex stuff with Caitlyn Jenner. He's like, "Do you ever get kinky?" And she's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, so Lion, I, Lion King is my choice. Now, now you. <laughs> um, another one that I'm gonna pick solely because it's slayed um in the box office so many times. Harry Potter series, you know, let's go uh, play a little yeah. Quidditch after after class, you know. <laughs> have a good time in that universe. I don't know. It just seems like, you know, it's pretty whimsical. I'm not really into it, but, you know, I mean, it did well. It'd be fun. It'd be good for, as an actor. Yeah. Good, good dough. You have to touch um, on the British accent, though. Oh, oh, I don't really have one of those. <laughs> what the? Oh, my bad. I'm just like, I didn't know they made multiple movies of those. Harry Potter? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm looking at other ones. I'm looking at other ones, and I'm like, wait. Bro, like, uh, the one I was looking at was Night at the Museum. It's not my okay, pick, but I'm like, yeah. they made more than one Night at the yeah. Museum. Why the fuck did they do that? Oh, my God. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Harry Potter. I was like, bro, there's, no. a, there's a whole universal world dedicated to But I'm like, that's not my pick. I want to be clear. That was not my pick. I just – I didn't know they made more than one yeah. of those. I'm like, wait, what? Word? Yeah, yeah. Um, For a fun pick here, you know, whatever, keep it lighthearted, Kung Fu Panda, man. It's, yeah. It was a fun little series. I don't know if any movie after the first one was worth a crap, but – you know, Jack Black is funny. You know, do some yeah. voice work with him. I think I'd enjoy that. Yeah. Um, so strictly on, like, box office appeal, um, put me in the Matrix franchise. They're they're coming out with Matrix 4 with Keanu Reeves. You got the Keanu Sans going on. Matrix 4 is going to slay at the box office. Put me in. Put me in, coach. Have you watched them? No. I was gonna say, I'm like, it seems like the most boring shit ever. Like, I haven't really watched it, but when they do depictions of it, it seems really I have boring. no interest. I have no interest in watching the movies, but if I was an actor, I would love to be in the Matrix movies. Why not? For sure. <laughs> so, my four and five pick, right? Yeah. Let's go with that one. Uh, my fourth pick, uh, I don't know, man. There's a lot of movie franchises out there. But uh, I'm going to go with Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool, that shit's hilarious. And uh, I tell you what, that guy Ryan Reynolds seems like a pretty cool guy to hang out with. And uh, it would be kind of fun and challenging to uh, hold in your laughter during a scene. <laughs> I, I just I want to try that out. That's kind of funny. That's kind of cool. In <laughs> uh, my, my fifth pick, uh, fifth pick, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um <laughs> Because, I mean, I'm guaranteed to get paid. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, I mean, everybody's going to go out and see it no matter what. And, uh, I mean, hey, um, it's a Disney movie. Why not? 
And we know we know you like your Disney movies. Though. Yeah, man, I jack oh. off to it. Not really. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Not really. Dude, I was that just about got, to say I didn't mess up yet. <laughs> that, got, that, got, that got risque very fast. Uh, that escalated quickly. Uh, so. Speaking of that, uh, that's how I'll wrap it up. Put me in the Anchorman franchise with Ron Burgundy. Oh, that's a oh my one. god, that's a good well, one. That, that escalated quickly. I wasted on monsters in the Click on that. I, said, one. I love it where like Brick, Brick goes. I stabbed a guy in the heart. It was oh yeah, Brick killed a guy. <laughs> might want to lay low for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Brick might might want to lay low for a while. And then the the panther cologne where he's like it's made out of real <laughs> dead it panther. Has your, it has your buddy Paul Rudd in it, so there you go. Yeah. Paul Rudd's the man, and he wears cologne that's made out of panthers. Smells like a of. diaper filled with Indian food. <laughs> that was some funny shit. You Damn. Smell like a, you smell. Uh, you're, uh, you're a smelly pirate hooker. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Go back to yeah, man. You really took the the best. Go back. To, go back paper. to your home on Hora. <laughs> <laughs> such a good movie. Ugh. Anchorman it two kind of sucks, but Anchorman one classic. Yeah, I the even, second one yeah. wasn't it. I have not seen the second one, but I feel like my life wouldn't be complete unless I do watch it. I learned oh. the other day. Quick, quick side note. I learned the other day that initially they were they had planned on making an Anchorman two, and it was going to be a musical. Will Ferrell was like, let's make an Anchorman musical. And initially they were like, all right, like, sure. <laughs> but then the studio was like, this is going to cost way too much money for you guys to do this musical. Like, this is just a comedy movie. Like, <laughs> can we tone it down? <laughs> I mean, maybe for like one scene, that'd be kind of cool. You know, right. like something different, you know, just throwing in there, curveball, that shit, you know. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. My last one, I'm going to go a little bit throwback. Um, I'll be in the rush hour. <laughs> be like the white random third dude or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? It'd just be fun to be a part of that group. They're pretty funny. Okay. I always follow their, their like banter back and forth to be pretty funny. Uh, bench player? Um, major League? <laughs> oh, yeah. There are more than one of those. That's a good one. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah, there's more than one of those. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, uh, the main I, one. I don't even remember much one. of the second one. <laughs> I don't remember much of the second one, but. Yeah, they made some weird spinoff ones too. Like I don't know, but I mean, no, like the first two were pretty decent. Um. Oh yeah, I had a bench player too, Shrek. I thought that was a pretty fun series. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers, to be cool. Oh freaking. Uh, uh, Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, just just to be on set. I don't even have to be in the movie. Just be on set. I can like enjoy myself. That'd be great. Didn't they make that in Aurora, like right up here by where I live? Sounds about right. I think That's so. They, they, they filmed they filmed it in yeah they filmed it in the Chicago suburbs. Yeah, I, I think they said it was filmed in Aurora or something, or at least like one of them. Yeah, party on Aurora. <laughs> That's it. That's it for this week of starting five, Matt. Get us out of here and wrap up the show. Uh, in case you guys didn't know, you just listened to Section 312. It's a Chicago sports podcast. You can check us out at section312.com, listen to our previous episodes, and learn a little bit more about us. Also, our social medias, 
Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Section 312 Show. And don't forget, we are an affiliate of Midwest Sports Network. Check them out, mwsn.net or MWSN Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, until next week, this is Section 312.